Hi, I'm Mario Evan, and you're listening to Talk Trot, a weekly inspired entertainment podcast discussing the things that most people are afraid to, but from a Jamaican perspective. From relationships, sex and sexuality, to the ins and outs of entrepreneurship, in this space we speak about almost anything with the intention to inspire, educate, entertain, and create a fair and balanced space where your truth shall become your power and set you free. Yo, my family, welcome to episode number 34 of Talk Truth. You don't know already, we're ramping up to our 40th episode. And you know, the first season was 20 episodes and I'm sticking to that for the second season. We are at 34 now, which means we have six more. And guess what? May 12th will be our one-year anniversary and I'm really excited about that. Uh, what I'm going to do is a special episode the Sunday after that because the 12th is not on a Sunday. So I'm going to do a special episode, you know, dedicated to, to um, yeah, to the one year. Can't believe. So we'll reach here. So two seasons and almost a year. Um, That's crazy. And um, I just remember when it was a seed in my mind. But anyway, we're going to move into today's, into today's episode, which is, um, all episodes are special to me, but nothing I enjoy more than speaking to my fellow musicians. And uh, today I speak to a young man who goes by the name of Chris Malachi. He will explain his story all on his own. But he tossed out to me that we could discuss creativity as a way of life and what better time than in a pandemic when our creativity may seem to not be happening on a performance scale. But for creatives, this could also be the best time to create new stuff. But he, he describes what creativity as a way of life means to him. We talk about some of his challenges, his life growing up and how he fell in love with music. And, you know, he just shares his very mature and um, focused perspective. So check out this episode, guys, and I'll see you on the other side. My talk truthers. Welcome to this next episode of Talk Truth. And um, I have a brethren here, and I'm really happy to have him here. Uh, a, a young, talented musician um, who goes by the name of Chris Malakai. And um, Chris, welcome to Talk Truth. Thanks for having me, Mario. <laughs> how would you? How, you how would you? I'm good enough. Um, how would you? Who, who is Chris Malakai? How would you define and explain who you are? Well, I always, I always wonder how to answer that question. Who that is Chris question Malakai? Who yeah, are you? yeah. Um, boy. Then you can tell us what you do, but who are you is a hard question. It is a hard question. I would say right now for today, um, I would say Chris Malakai is somebody who is aiming and trying to add value to whatever space he enters i like that i like that and what is it that you what is it that you do all right i'm a i'm a musician um that's my occupation right now singer songwriter performer um yeah that, that that's a creative that, 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 I, i'm a creative person yeah <laughs> Yeah, I know. I, I always like that word in it because it's really, it works well for me because of the number of things that I do in the creative space. So I find that once I start listing out the things, it's like a bag of creative things, you know? Mm -hmm. 
All right. Well, what um you were the one that suggested this topic, and I agree that it was a really cool topic to talk about in general, and especially at a time like a pandemic. Yeah. But you suggested creativity as a way of life. Um. But before we get there, tell me a little bit about your musical influences. What what made you fall in love with performance? All right. What made me fall in love with music and performance? I would say it definitely started at home in the family. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, my my family is very heavily into music. Whether you're talking about my father, who is a choir choir director from for my whole life um, and yeah. then you have over my mother's side you have my uncles and my my aunties and my cousins and everybody from an from i know myself i see music being played and it's funny that it's, it's you know like music for me like everybody everybody who i looked up to first in my in my life were musicians so my yeah. uncles my fathers my older cousins so music for me was always something to to strive to be a part of, you know, and it's something I've been doing since I've been very young. And just growing up over time, I realized that, okay, I think I actually want to do this as a career. And, you right. know, inch by inch, step by step, you get to the point where, you know, you, 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 you finally make that leap. <laughs> I know it's a big leap, you know. Did did you always function primarily as a singer or are you, there are other instruments and stuff that you play? No, you know, it's funny. Um, singing is probably the very last thing I came to. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I started out with the playing the keyboard, actually. Um, that was my very first thing. Um, then I started writing. I started writing before I could really sing. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would say I started singing, like really getting into singing. Um, probably like between like 16 and 18 so I feel okay, like that's, that's, really, that's, relatively, that's late, eh? relatively late for a singer yeah but but singing but that you but you were always involved in music from always from involved in music yeah right so the in the influence of the music was always there and the participation all right but as a singer 16 to 18 I, that's that's when I really started like really trying to find my voice like that you know um, so you've really learned a lot about your voice in the past couple of years Yes, I'm actually still learning about my voice. It's an interesting thing, you know. Every, yeah, every I, I, ever so often I find a little corner in my voice that I didn't know was there, and it's interesting, you know. It is, and I've been listening it's to exciting. it. It has changed quite a bit since the first time I heard you. So, and in a good way, <laughs> it, has, it has matured into it is finding its way. You know, my mind we still a search for mine too. So it's a journey. It's a singer's journey. Yeah. Um, what other instruments were you were you seeing in the family structure? What other things were people playing? Say, so I have a choir director, father. Your mom used to do one. All right, so my mother now. Um, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny, you know. You know, and I, I, I don't know my mommy to be an extreme, extremely musical person. She can, right. she can sing because I she think that's something sing. that's that's just definitely in our genes. Um, yeah. but. Mommy wasn't a musician of the family. Right, I got um, you. That, that was definitely daddy. And, but you can't and, leave her out. I can't leave her out. I can't leave her out. Um, but that was, as it relates to that side of the family, that was mostly my cousins and my uncles and stuff like that. And all kind of instruments were there. Um, when you're talking about bass, um, um, then, I mean, like, 
piano as well, like you know, Jan, yeah. like <laughs> from his, there is somebody played, right? Mm-hmm. From from there's an instrument somebody played. From there's an instrument somebody plays. It's one of them things that from we young, everybody can at least sing or play an instrument. It kind of just happen. And of course, as you grow older, some choose to really take it serious, while some choose other parts in life. But that musical gene is very strong in the family. Where in Jamaica you hail from? Where you would, where your roots start from? And, and did you have a church background? You know, a lot of musicians in Jamaica come from the come through the church, but not always. All right, so I'm from Kingston, Jamaica, Stony Hill, one place I ever born and grow. Right, you've been there as long been, as you know. Been here as long as family host. Family host, yeah, man. Um, and yeah, church for sure. I mean, on both sides of the families, you have pastors and elders, and you right. know, um, very like growing up for me was a lot of church, you know. Right, lot, right, right. Yeah, so so for sure. Well, I know that you went to UA because you were a part or used to be involved in a wonderful group called Quilt Performing Arts Company, right? You were a part of Quilt. Yes, for and, sure. And um, when you went to UA, what did you pursue? Because now you said you're a full-time musician, but once you go UA and you get a degree, it means more than likely you probably were pursuing something more traditional. In the eyes of the world. In the eyes of the world, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Um, I went to UAE to study management studies, general management studies. Yeah. And where, where mean, you were thinking that would take you? I was thinking it would take me to get in a degree. Christian never did go beyond the degree you didn't have any plans beyond that or or you were just kind of doing it all right to be totally honest um i got the degree and i even spent a few years in the corporate world um but for me it was a situation where that side of my life i could never see more than just day by day yeah you know you know um for me it was one of them things that were if you if you ask me where do I see myself in the corporate world in five years, this is it's an answer I literally couldn't answer because I I knew it was never my place to stay. I I couldn't understand that world too too much. Um I kinda just did so I mean of course I'm grateful for a lot of the experiences and the things I've learned. Um but if I compare it to when I think of music, when I think of music, I, I, I think of years ahead. I think of plans and strategies and where I want to be and what I want to do and all of these things. In When I was getting my degree and in, and, and in my job, it was never like that for me. It was just trying to get through the day. Um, mm. I, I like that you mentioned that. And, and I like what you said a while ago, but when you think of music, you think far ahead and about strategies and which will lead us nicely into it as a, a way of life. But I want to know from you where your pivot was. And I say that because I'm a doctor as well, as a singer, but I never, ever dreamed of being a doctor, but I ended up doing it. And there were moments where I had drastic turning points to music or to entertainment. Mm-hmm. Were you that kid that always wanted to be a musician in your head, but still had a degree? Or was there a moment when you're like, yo, this is it? This Mwando, this Magado. Where where was your turning point, if there was one? 
Um, as you say, if 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 I was like who always wanted to be a musician in my head, yeah, that was definitely me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember from earlier when 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 I realized it was serious for me it was actually a bit far back in high school actually when I was picking my subjects and I realized that okay I'm picking these subjects and I'm doing these subjects but I I don't feel anything towards any connection the one yeah. I felt a strong connection to was literature Mm-hmm. yeah because you know the poetry and just that love for language that I always had and i remember when something sticked when 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 something when i realized that something was a, a little different was you know i had some friends who always did music with in school and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i realized that they were able to find subjects that they actually loved they actually loved maths and they they really did enjoy history and in you know they you could see the excitement they, you could see the excitement them. with them but for me and you, it was, you weren't really like no i was just trying to figure it out I, it was always music for me i mean back then i can't tell you that i knew i wanted to be an artist because at that time i wasn't fully singing really um, right but i knew i knew the love i had for music and you don't mind no no go ahead you know the love you had for music and yeah and then yeah it it was this thing i i i kind of kept the extent of that love to myself because mm. y- 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 you know it it it, it kind of hard sometimes to to tell people that the one and only thing you want to do is do one thing that might not work out <laughs> right know? the one thing that people perceive as unstable and, and yeah. not secure. That's so you just never understand yeah mm-hmm. and but eventually, and when I say eventually, I mean years, you know, I started inching and inching into it and, you know, start to embrace that side of me more until now I'm here. And it's it's an interesting thing because it's like all the people I thought who wouldn't understand, they're some of the more supportive people right now. They, they get it. They get it. Um, all right, that's interesting. You don't mind sharing how old you are now. And if you don't want to, that's fine, because I, I, I tend to not share age because, you know, musicians like to stay young and sprucey, you know, if it lasts a long time. So, but I mean, if you don't mind sharing, you can let us know. I don't mind, actually. I'm 26. All right. And I'm that's because you're still, you're still young and sprucey. That's still young. Right. <laughs> all right. So 16 to 18, you said you were really getting into singing. So you're 26. So that's about eight to 10 years um, of, I guess, getting into the voice that you have now. Yeah. Um, tell me about support. Um, so you worked a bit. And what happened after the corporate world? And how long ago was that? Was it uh, I'm quitting and I'm going for it? Yeah. Um, all right. Or them, so, them lay you off and you say, you know, I'm going to go back. I'm going to do my love. No, you know. Um, all right. So. So after university, I I graduated university in two thousand and fifteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I spent around four years in the corporate world doing different jobs. Um. The last job that I was in, I was in there for around three years, and I, I actually ended up leaving. Um. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole process all of it you know um, start, to get to that point. Mm-hmm. yeah starting from well from initially when i started the job uh i started the job at a bad place for me because you know it did 
let's just say I was expected to start here mm-hmm. and I ended up starting a whole different place and that and in know, terms of the actual area in the in the company you wanted to work in they they yeah. placed you somewhere that you didn't really uh, uh, yeah align to but I you did, took the didn't job align to but I took the job same way yeah um, um but then so I started kind of bitter but then mm-hmm. going out as as the time went on, I realized that okay, I'm here for a little while. I can't be bitter all the time. So then I found a way to, you know, really change learn to change my perspective and stuff like that. But then stuff that changing back again. <laughs> and, 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 and 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 then it really got to this point where towards the last of my job is is like the veil just fully removed, you know. Right. Started seeing everything for what it really was and i got to that point where and it's funny when i left the job it wasn't my first time feeling like that in a job right uh, so i thought okay i'm at a point now where i actually know what i want to do and, and i've always known what i've wanted to do mm-hmm. and at this point now i was in a little bit of a a, a, a little better position because um the project that i was working on at the time it was basically done right so i thought okay i want to leave my job but instead of trying to get another trying to get in another job situation where i'll probably end up in this very same feeling again in the next probably year or two right it, it, it was definitely becoming a cycle so you, know, you quickly identified that you weren't happy in this corporate space. You, it would be I, fair to say you weren't happy. Yeah, it would be fair to say I wasn't happy. And uh, it it got to the point where it was like, okay, I don't think it, it's just the job. I you ever suffered any kind of depression or sadness? I don't want to call it depression because it may not have been as extreme as depression, but just like a low mood. You can from, call it depression, you know. <laughs> you can call it that, right? You can call it depression. I mean... To be fully transparent, I mean, I remember coming closer to the end of that job. Um, it was a situation where I've had times when I'll be at my job, I'll be at my desk, and I'll just get up and go into the bathroom and just cry, and then come back, and then just continue my work, and nobody would know. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I, because, I appreciate that, yeah. Because I, I, I really felt that I, I, was, I felt like I was really losing a lot of my identity and a lot of myself in there. Oh gosh, preach. Yeah, yeah, you feel like you're losing your soul. Oh gosh, man. Yeah. I, I guess what a lot of people lose their souls in corporate jobs who have other desires that they don't get to fulfill. Yeah, I mean, there was one particular lady who was so supportive when she found out that I wanted to do the music because, you know, she she was saying, you know, she always wanted to be a teacher. You know, up, like, and 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 this is an older woman, you know, and exactly she kept saying, you know, and 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 she was just like, Chris, boy, I still wish I was a teacher. So you sense the regret? She had a lot of regret in her. Yeah, and 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 she told me, you, you know, so, so so she was saying, you know, if this is really what you want to do, Chris, then go ahead and do it because, you know, a lot of people don't quite find out what they really love in life yeah, so yeah yeah so Some if people. you are in that position then then embrace that you know it might be risky of course um but you know you have to you have you have to do what at the end of the day all you have is you and your decision so you have to you have to do what you know is right for you 
Yeah, I believe the regret can be more painful sometimes. All right, so a corporate, so you pretty much said four years. So you, the corporate space would have brought you into 2019, it sounds like. Yes. So, um, but at this point, I know 2020, we are in April right now. You have released a seven-track EP called The Messenger. Mm-hmm. And you have a music video out called Ball right now. You have a lot of things going on, which means that these things don't happen overnight. I know what the creative process is like. So what is happening in the background? This in, is before in, in you stopped working. In the background in these past couple of years of Chris Malakai, when did you become Chris Malakai? Because <laughs> I became Mario Evan, and since I am Mario Evan Guthrie, I became Mario Evan specifically in 2008 when I was at Berkeley College of Music. It was, I chose to use first and middle name, and I embraced reggae soul singer-songwriter as me. When did you become Chris Malakai? All right, Chris Malakai. Um... All right, so f- interesting story, actually. A lot of people don't know yet that Malakai is actually not a part of my, my given name. Right. Um, Malakai is an, a name that I found, um, I would I say, probably probably around 2014 back then, if I could, you know, my, maybe give or take a year. And it um, has a cool meaning, which I know you're going to tell it us. It has a cool meaning, which means mm-hmm. the messenger, God's messenger, one who is charged with a message. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, 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 the way it, the way it happened was such a, <laughs> a supernatural kind of thing to me where I, I, I started looking for, 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 for a name that I wanted to use as my artist name. Mm-hmm. And boy, I remember once I was in church and that name Malachi just dropping out my spirit, and at the time I only knew the you know you just know the name from the Bible and so forth. I didn't exactly. know what it meant, um. But then I look it up, I look up the meaning, and when I saw the full breakdown of it, it 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 resonated with me in such a deep way that it really, you you, you, you know, you want, when you get a fire, be, yeah, man, you wanted it to be a part of your thing, yeah. And then so 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 starting from that is when that a, a big turning point happened in my life where i mean of course i was already writing some music and singing but that's when you know i started to refocus you know i, I went to the drawing boards and started thinking about getting more deliberate uh, you know and what do i really want to say who you know who who do i really want to talk to and and starting trying to really understand that part of myself and then eventually you know I mean, at that point, to be honest, I, 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 I wasn't yet fully vocal about me wanting to be an artist. But it was from that point on, and I started to tell my friends and my family. And that's when I eventually reached out and met JLL. And we started working that, on was it. This was 2014? Or, or we were later, I don't know. 20, we are now in 2015. Um, okay. So, so, yeah, the message. So, JLL, you know, a long time then. I actually met him through music, you, you know. I, and that was way before him bus. I'm going to say him bus now because I'm kind of really... <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm going to a new space in the last couple of years, I think. Well, I would say this. Um, so I met him in 2015, right? Mm-hmm. And as I said, it was strictly through music. I found his music on the internet and I reached out to him. Nice. And, and we met and we started working from then. But from that point, no same was a special youth from yeah. that point like you know and and you can tell you, you know. he was so open and different and creative about the music and the funny thing is that 
and the amazing thing is is like even up until now every time every, every time you meet him him no yeah. more he's always right. growing always so if, growing, I, if, right. if, if i see him today and i and i do have a session with him for like two weeks or a month i come Imagine. back and him, him, him know so many more different things and i'm like brother what's going on <laughs> you know well, and, but, but it's a constant growth and that challenged me to keep growing and as well you know absolutely we have to keep evolving have to well well now that we're here i think we are actually in the space of um creativity as a way of life i mean when you first said it to me immediately i just thought full-time musician mm-hmm. um because that's one way to look at it like this is my way of living as in earning mm-hmm. an income and surviving but I don't know if you interpret it a different way. I think it's also a way of life, like also like a spiritual way of life, like a way of living. <laughs> you know what I mean? But tell me what creativity as a way of life means to you. All right. What it means to me, well, one thing, for me, my 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 identity is not grounded in being a musician. Ah. Um, at least not my full identity. Mm-hmm. You know, so... I think me embracing creativity allows me to be a musician. Um, and that's that's just one expression of it. But creativity as a way of life, for me, look at all different aspects of life. It's, it's, it's in your conversations, it's in your dress, it's 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 just how you function every day. It's it's it's, it's how you have to make do with limited resources. You know, right. it's it's right. It's so nana make fashion kind of everything exactly. is creativity. And, and that's something that we all do, you know, we or we all have to do at 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 some point in life to get by more than we even care to realize. Sometimes. And I think as Jamaicans we just have it embedded in our culture. We have it embedded in our culture for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't limit creativity to just the fine arts. Right, you know? right, right. You know, sometimes uh, and Right now, I'm at a point where, for me, creativity is very fluid. So, so here I am now, in this full-time musician life. I have to employ creativity when, for instance, yeah, the song's done, but after, I, 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 I have to be thinking about marketing now. I have to right. be thinking about how do I get this video done when I have literally no money, but I still right. want to get a, 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 a you know a, a worthy product you know because 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 to be as to be honest you know people don't care about the makings of things when they see a video if it's a bad video they're not going to say you know this video is terrible you know but right. you never have no money so you know <laughs> right right it's a it's a low video because he was broke but no they're not saying that it just no, it just Chris is attached to a bad video yeah it's, it's just a bad video but, a I, bad video. I, but I but that's that's one thing and uh I'm not comfortable with, you know, to just allow myself to be bad because I don't have everything going for me. Yeah, I am not one for quality to be low either. Even if you just choose to do something, even on a whim, sometimes I think you have to maintain quality if you can. Yeah, yeah and that's right. So the thing now, you find that, you see, when you have limited resources, you cannot, you, you, you cannot hide behind your resources. Um, so you can't use certain things as a crutch. So you have to, you have to know your craft. You have to know how to be resourceful. You have to know how to, as as I always said, creativity is where two plus two equal five. Exactly. Um, yeah. And let's I, apply this to even your video that you just did. I mean, 
the utilization of a performing arts group that you were formerly in. I mean, you don't have to give us all the details of that, but I would imagine that they are your creative family. And when you say, yo, video I'm going to compose up in this, and then probably were like, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, again, you don't have to give all the details, but I can imagine that's also you being creative. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, Quilt, well, all right. So, Quilt is definitely one of those groups who help me to understand just how much we are creative as people. Because um, if you've ever seen a Quilt show, you know, I'm sure Quilt, mm-hmm. I'm sure you have. Um, Quilt doesn't always have a set. Quilt, Quilt doesn't always have a whole heap of costumes and stuff. Um, mm. Sometimes we'll do a show in black clothes with just lighting and that's the show. But that's because, you know, we they, they didn't always have the resources that they wanted and stuff. But how can you make something powerful out of the limited resources that you have? And that's something that Quilt, thrives and put them in a put them put them in a space put them on a stage and you're going to get something regardless of what you know um so and there's always a message tied to it and a strong message always a message yeah. tied to it and so you would learn that the power of quilt wasn't always the costumes and stuff or even the craft sometimes as much as you know we take the craft seriously but it's the message it's the feeling it's the sincerity and that translates and so to i mean to have quilt in the video was a it's like a poetic thing almost it's it's, it's, it's very poetic. full circle because yeah you know you learn you, you you learn and grow with these people so much and and they have definitely developed me as an artist a whole lot and now to get to the point now where i'm no longer a performing member um but you step out as an artist now. And step out as are, an artist and, 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 they and, supporting and, and yeah. they're they my supporting cast. It's full it circle. Is, it's poetic. Is very amazing. Poetic. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. And, and I love that in creativity when that happens, when it's just not random and haphazard are being done just for likes and followers. I mean, when I did my Soul Tech video, I filmed it in Westmoreland because my parents are from Westmoreland. So that mm. for me, going back to their route, which by extension is my route, I I had to incorporate it. It meant so much more, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm same thing with 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 my all I've got video. Um, my, mm-hmm. that was my very first video. I mean, that video. Everything in every single thing in that video was personal. I mean, my 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 uncle was in it. My mother uh, was in it. Yeah. Um, a lot of it was done at my house. Um, even the people who directed the video, um, twofold. Um, twofold productive studios um the leader for that lamar is somebody who i was childhood friends with somebody who knew that i was doing music before pretty much a whole lot of people you know yeah um so that was a good experience to really reconnect with him and 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 and, and come back to be like okay you were here at the beginning now you're here at the beginning of another step you know yeah so, yeah i mean things always should mean something you know <laughs> no they should and um take me into some of the nitty-gritty stuff though um what what people who are non-musicians you're gonna have a lot of persons like yourself like a, well i guess both of us years back when we were clueless and we found our way in and wiggled our way through and building and growing but you have young musicians who are going to be listening to this and wondering how do you survive as a full-time musician 
you tell me a little bit about your life as a full-time musician pre-pandemic <laughs> and then tell me a little bit about life now because which has only been a couple of weeks in jamaica but yeah. mm-hmm. um my life as a musician right now well one thing one thing i would say i really have to acknowledge that support that i have that maybe not everybody else can claim to have meaning um the truth of it is i have parents who can you know afford to kind of ease some of that weight Burden, from me yeah. yes i mean are they okay with you being a full-time musician um, no man <laughs> i mean mm-hmm. they, 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 i want to say no man i mean no man they want to keep me out they're <laughs> <laughs> not trick me yet no 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 because it was a, it was a process you know i mean i didn't just get up and be like okay done with everything music time it was i mean they knew that i was that i had these things on my mind for years before now and the step by step over time they saw one they saw what i was able to accomplish with limited yeah, with time and resources mm-hmm. and then you know they started to really see that i was very serious until it got to that point where you know i was like okay i really want to do this now you know and you know they was like all right i mean we we'll see what's going on at work because because i had to communicate with them eventually and i was like boy you know it was like it's not you know you're our son and we know that whatever you're trying to do you 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 you, you really put you know putting your all to it and you know it, it might it might not have been what we fully envisioned at first but at the end of the day we see that you're here you know, and you're very serious about it so we'll support as much as we can and i remember i remember one of one of the most supportive positions i've seen them take is is to be like and they said it to me and said okay chris where you are right now this is this is your investment stage you have a job you have a career but this is this is this is this is your sowing seed stage so I understand if you're not making all the money in the world right now um that's how businesses grow that's how entities grow you know so we're investing with you and over time we're sure it's going to grow and to hear that come from appearances is, is is a very assuring thing <laughs> you know yep, no man bless god for that kind of support chris that's a big deal i mean not only do they respect your happiness and or your unhappiness in the job they appreciate the effort you are putting in and they they're giving you that space to build a business which is your music business yeah and that's huge that's huge a lot of parents especially in the caribbean not making that happen all around the world <laughs> but yeah grateful and and I, i'm very grateful for it and and one thing i'm i'm also grateful for is that where they don't understand because i mean it still can be difficult sometimes i'm sure um, yeah. but they, they, they try to understand yeah know? it's not a space that they would fully get yeah. yeah it's not a space that they would fully get but it they, they, they try as best as possible to be open sometimes we sit down and have conversations about what i'm trying to do and stuff like that so they and can see a plan and not so feel they, like you're just floating yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly um so yeah man i'm i'm very grateful for their support 
Very, very good. Support aside, what persons like yourself and like uh, Jazzy Lee and the young musicians, you guys are, you have gone the path of artist. Mm-hmm. And I always have this conversation with people because even though I see myself as an artist, I still do a lot of corporate functions. Yeah. So I still function in that capacity where I'll do weddings and funerals, which sometimes irks the hell out of me. But when you mm. go artist full speed ahead, a lot of times you don't get hired in that space or you don't want to even be in that space because that's mm. not what you're trying to accomplish. Mm. How do you navigate <laughs> that making money when you're growing and people don't yet know who you are? And, um, you know, it's like the exposure phase at the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, for me, it has been a lot of first moves, you know. Um, I, I mean, I, can, I, I can't speak for everybody else, but for me personally, I have been, a lot of times I, I'm, I'm fine with reaching out to, you know, I see a show going on and I like, I'm, I'll, I'll find out who the promoter is and be like, hey, I'm this person. I'm. I would really love to be on your show, and you know, a lot of it for me is not only reaching out, but 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 showing up. Like you know, it's one thing to pitch yourself, but it's another thing to to deliver. When, when it's another thing to deliver. So mm-hmm. it's that balance where I have to make sure that as much as I'm reaching out and pitching out and letting people know that I'm interested in doing all of these things, is for when people respond, I'm in that place to fully deliver and sometimes even over deliver you know so people come to me and say all right um you know all right we, we, we can give you a thing but i mean i mean granted really... i didn't know you for a long time but remember what you did with this show i, I said something underneath the instagram post that you made and you direct message me and say yo thanks brother um big up for the for the comment yo i'm like your show i can definitely your show <laughs> <laughs> like you literally, exactly. you literally, you literally just um pivoted my compliment to you and and turned it into a, a request to come on the show. And um, since you're not a stranger to me, I'm like, oh yeah, that would be cool. And you made it happen. But I appreciate that as a musician as well. Okay, you have to be proactive. Yeah, and 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 the thing about that is like, you have to find ways where it makes sense. Meaning, um, for instance, I've been listening to your show. For a, lo- right. for, for a long time but it's not just a matter of because because cause i want to present myself and as, as as an asset to your show i don't want to just be like you know i'm a fan of your show put me on the show right 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 so right, right, right. so i have to go and do my thing and build up until oh i realize that oh you're actually paying attention to something here and so so it was like okay Let's 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 let, let's see what can happen here, and and sometimes that's a matter of um, that happens when, for instance, reaching out to a promoter or stuff like that. You know, um, the timing is important. The timing yeah. is important. I mean, sometimes and they may not see you as an asset to their show. They may not see you as an asset just yet, but sometimes you have to you have to make that step and 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 allow that relationship to grow. You know, allow them to see that you're an asset. You know, allow them to. Discover things and in and 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 watch it from behind the scenes and stuff like that. You know, you'd be surprised sometimes how you can meet somebody today and then the opportunity come two years later. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Yeah, so I mean timing is important as well. Has has the catch twenty two of music ever gotten you down? And um 
I I asked this because I remember years ago reaching out to a specific artist, like a cold call, like a message, and they've never really mm-hmm. respond. And then many years later, we're friends now, and we've done creative things together. Um, what is it like trying to be patient in that space? You know, is it difficult feeling like you're the underdog and nobody's looking, or do you even feel like you're the underdog? Do you feel like you just are right where you need to be right now? Um, for me. That whole perspective thing is is is. You have to, or at least for me, have to try to view things outside of just myself, me in in terms of my eyes, meaning, um. Whereas once upon a time I might have, you know, I DM somebody and them not answer. Them say, yo, them so fight on the thing, you know, and them no want to them, them, <laughs> yeah. them, them, them no want to say upcoming youth str- prosper and thing, them just bad mind and them, right. them can't hunger my talent, you know. Um, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean, way, but sometimes you have to step aside and say, okay, they probably haven't seen the message, <laughs> you know, uh, um, um, and, and sometimes even if they do see the message and somebody don't reach out to you as, as you would hope, then you have to say, okay, this is not a personal thing. If somebody wants to work with me, they have to see the use in working with me, you know, and you have to really put things into full perspective and understand where you are right now. So, for instance, I'm an upcoming artist, right? And, of course, you still, you still demand that respect wherever you go and stuff like that just, just as a person but at the same time you have to understand that you, you aren't entitled to certain stuff meaning right. you still have to put in that work and grow on your own and so if that means if somebody that if, if, if that means waiting a little longer for that response or that opportunity you just have to understand that it's your it's your responsibility to really put in as much work as possible and to grow your craft and to just keep doing your thing. How I look at it is that, I mean, you can't just, for instance, if I reach out to a person, my thing is not to sit down and wait until a person responds. And if they don't right. respond, then I can't do anything. Right. Reach out to a person and keep doing my thing. It's, it's, it's a butter of building, your, building yourself and building your own everything until other things come out. So it's like I reach out to opportunities as like, just as something that you do, I, I, I can't sit down and wait. And wait on one response. And I admire that. your maturity. I mean, what you said in the beginning is really important about being able to step outside of yourself and appreciate what other people are going through. Because you don't know how busy that promoter is or that other artist is. A lot of times we reach out to other artists thinking that they should want to work with us, not realizing mm-hmm. that they're going through the same thing that we are as well. Yeah. Struggling to try and market and brand and figure out their next steps so yeah. to throw now into the mix yo come and do a collab <laughs> mm-hmm. and think that it needs to work or has to work is kind of selfish and um yeah. you have to really be able to as you say step outside of yourself and mm-hmm. understand where other people are yeah and, and, and what, as you are doing the more you expose yourself the more people are going to come in yeah exactly and you have to learn how to deal with that as well mm-hmm. got people and, who probably you reached out to years ago who never pissed by you <laughs> Them are gonna come now because them see EP, them see them see JLL, them see all of these things that look attractive now tied mm-hmm. to you, and all of a sudden you become more attractive when back in the day they weren't even paying you any mind. 
and you know sometimes it's like sometimes we might want to look at it as oh them catch the hype no but i look at it this way just as how every move you make and every decision you take is an investment for yourself that is how it is for somebody else too so one thing you will notice when you get into the music industry is that a lot of people know you who you probably don't even realize know you what let me tell you they know you because they're watching they, they, they're they watching watch sometimes they're watching silently it's like watching sometimes... a stock they're watching you like a stock you know they want to see if you're gonna gain value exactly so sometimes it's a matter of all right the youth i can sing but because but they do we as a successful artist you know that it takes more than just a talent you know so so they have to, it's a package so they have to watch to see okay are you really serious about this thing do you really have your head on your shoulders and and does it know, align with what they're doing too and because does it align with what they're doing and, and you know the dancer so maybe you exactly. know so you have to allow all of that process to happen and really respect and trust the process and it's just this understanding that once you fully and truly put in the work that you're supposed to do and and not just say you put in the work like you find that being in music is a is a whole soul thing like it, your, your whole being has to be in it for it to work properly and once you are in that space you know that something will work out for you and i have to understand one thing that everybody needs to understand is that no one person has the key to your success meaning Mm-hmm. who come into this thing thinking okay if i don't link with this artist and and get on this kind of song and do this show then then I I this but then you realize that the way you think about it and imagine it is almost never how it actually works out a lot of the time but you just have to understand that the only thing you can really control is yourself and what you put into things so you might not get the opportunity that you expected from a artist but sometimes they get it from the artist who bring it to this and and some some right that you won't even imagine yeah. the one thing that says constant is that you're somebody who has to be putting in your work and growing and then yeah, a lot of opportunities to come from that. You said something I wanted to to wanted to elaborate on. I wanted your opinion on it. You said that to be a musician, your whole being has to be into it, be in it. So for people who are juggling multiple jobs, right? Can you be a successful musician um doing multiple things? Or do you have to do music full time? Um all right, I think You have to understand what is your priority, meaning not to say that you can't be multiple things because, I mean, being multifaceted is very important, but at the same time, you have to to determine within yourself, for instance, I'm doing five things. If I could only pick one, what's the most important to me? Or, Or sometimes a matter of, structuring yourself where doing these other things sometimes is really for the setup to to to, to be successful in music mm-hmm. um as mm-hmm. a mentor tell me one time there's a big difference between somebody who working and doing music part-time and somebody who is working to fund their dream you mm-hmm. know it's, it's a whole mm-hmm. different mindset mm-hmm. i mean the multi-potential thing is 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 possible yes but you have to know which one is most important to you and also it's like Yeah. <laughs> no, no, and and you know, Chris, I really appreciate that you have this perspective already, 
and um, that you're so grounded because it takes a lot of people a long while to formulate these ideas around around creativity and music. You'd be surprised and, and they struggle with it. But you're absolutely right. And, and as I have journeyed too, that's what all of the people really say. They say, if you want to be a good musician, you need to create. That's important. So you always need to be writing. And the next thing is you need to decide what level you see in your mind that you want to reach. Mm-hmm. And if you're really serious about getting to a certain level, there are certain sacrifices that will have to be made. Have to. There's no there's no doubt about it because you're not going to get to X level juggling these four other things. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you cannot have another job, but as you say, it needs to feed into, strategically feed into that primary thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for so, instance, if, if... So sorry to cut you there. No, um, you're, you're perfect. It's like... If you realize that you want to do music, right, and you're having a job to fund that, right, if if the job gets to a point where you have to be working so much that you cannot get time to devote to the music, then you have to stop and, and, and really decide if that's the job for you to be in right now. Right. You know, because... Yeah, you will get your money and thing, but it takes you off that path. So of course, you know, so 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 so, so it's that balance, and that's one thing that was even happening to me while in my job, where it was getting to a point where it would have to be either the job or music, and I said, boy, if it's what if it's if it's that I have to give, then it's that I have to give, and then yeah, you know, it starts affecting your whole other and 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 I like that you did it in your twenties too, because um not to throw the age card around but music does favor the young and and i mm-hmm. would say it's better to focus your energies on trying to reach that potential while you're younger because it is harder when you're older it is harder so, when you're so older. you know and if if you end up having a nice full life you can always go back to school and do some other things down the line but mm-hmm. you may not always get this opportunity to pursue music in this kind of way exactly like at 45 <laughs> exactly you know what I mean? So, because mm. as I say, it's like, of course, I, I, I don't tie my whole identity to just music, but right now, that's the focus. Exactly. All right. So, Chris, make we, make we, make we do some wrap up. So, coming back to our topic, creativity as as a way of life. Um, what are some other tips you'd want to give to young creatives out there? Um, I don't know, just to ground them. You've said so many in the episode, but if you can do a little recap or add on a couple things. There are some of the things that stand out in your mind that you'd want to tell a young creative coming up. Well, I would say, yeah, coming back to the topic is is that your that power of creativity that you have, don't limit it and don't underestimate it. Um, sometimes we think as artists that you're, it it doesn't stop at just you singing or you writing. Um, your creativity can go as far as even how ho- ho- do you function in business? How do you, for, for instance, one thing that I'm trying to understand more of, for instance, you see a format that exists, how can you stand out on that format or stand out on that platform? How can you structure your life in such a way that you get the maximum potential out of it. Um, how can you foster your relationships in a certain way? You know, relation your your, your creativity. Like the, the the creative person is king, you know, and it's it's 
once you and once you understand the true power of that you realize that it's possible to stand out in whatever space you enter in life in general whether meeting anything and that's what i would want to say as 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 artists coming up is like it's so much more than than just one thing we're not we're, we're not one dimensional we can do yeah. a lot yeah those are great words to 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 end on because um as you say creativity is way more than the fine arts and creativity as a way of life is really being able to reinvent pivot change in any situation of your in life any situation um, if you're unable to to recreate in any situation then you're not really utilizing creativity eh? yeah and um, for musicians pers- i want to throw in a few i want to remind you that no one owes you anything that's a, a early message to learn so as you move through Nobody have anything for you. You have to put in your work and make it happen, you yeah? And you yeah. know you know that well, Chris. <laughs> nobody know owe you nothing. <laughs> nobody do. You're not entitled to anything anywhere along the journey. Just that as you build clout, people will start to come in and magnetize and give you things. But mm-hmm. you're still not entitled. Yeah. You have to work and, for it. And, 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 and I find that even developing in stuff, and maybe I agree with this, maybe I don't. Um, It's like, the further you get, sometimes you have to. It's almost like you always, you always have to find back center. You always have to find back the ground in in where, however far you you you, you develop. So it's like the whole thing about oh, you still have to put in the work. Five years down the line, you still have to put in the work. <laughs> you know, it never it never it's, it, it, nev- it never ends. So fact, you, you may be forced a bit. Yeah, you may be forced to be more creative. Maybe as you grow because <laughs> it's sustaining yourself and can't like how do you keep if 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 you really look at it at them artists who remain relevant yeah, and years and 20 years it's a matter of always having that i you have to have always have that mindset of of being new and always open to learning and stuff because things will change and you have to learn how to adapt and and, and even to 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 learn how to be always ahead of the curve in things, you know, it's something that you have to be always learning and always working and willing to lose and all of them things. So, and some people just do it naturally. <laughs> some people just do it naturally. So it's like that yeah. them struggles that we have got through as a new artist now. Cherish it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, 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 you're going to need that drive and hunger as you grow. Yo, Chris, thank you um, for all of your perspectives. They're very um, mature perspectives. And I hope that the people who listen to this, who feel like creativity is limited, that they do not put a cap on it. Um, before we cut out, please tell people how they can find you, promote everything right you now. Where is your music? Where is your social media? Where is everything? All right. So, <clears throat> all right. Instagram is at Chris Malakai. Twitter is at Chris Malakai. I'm most active on those platforms. YouTube at Chris Malakai. My music is available wherever you find music. It's there. Trust me. And all and streaming and digital platforms. All streaming and digital platforms. And my music that I have now, um, you can go and listen to my first EP, The Messenger, that I released last year. Um, right now, I'm releasing some newer music. Um, right now it's, it's, it's the two songs, Ball and Fireball. And keep in touch because, I mean, I uh, plan to put out a lot more this year and, and do a lot of things. So, yeah. 
Yeah, with a telephone tell, but no, hold on to that creativity. We'll wait for it. We'll wait to see it. <laughs> and as you said, guys, the, the new video is Ball, V A W L, YouTube with Chris Malakai. And I'm um, checking it out. Cesar Buelto. Yeah. yeah. Cesar Buelto and featuring the Quilt Performing yeah. Arts Group. Yeah. Boy, Chris, thanks again for your time, my brother. I appreciate it. And um, thanks for being on Talk Trot. Big up yourself. Talk Trot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my boss. Thanks. All right, bless up, Mario. Thank you very much. All right, guys, you just listened to episode number 34 with recording artist Chris Malakai. And, you know, if you go on my Instagram page right now, you will see, um, or go to the IGTV on my Mario Evan page, you will see... A video I did about support where, you know, I pour out my heart a little bit about how passionate I am about supporting people and that support doesn't have to cost anything. And it doesn't, it's not that hard to go over to a YouTube channel and press subscribe, you know. Uh, the other day, my friend must have seen a, a short video of me saying, please come and support and subscribe. And the friend messaged me and say, well, you know, I'd subscribe, but I don't have a YouTube channel. I don't have a YouTube account. And I'm like, you're a young person and it's 2020. Don't tell me no BS. You don't have a YouTube account. I'm like, you have a Gmail email address, don't you? I said, well, go to YouTube.com while logged into your Gmail. You have a YouTube account. I said, search for my name and click subscribe. Stop the crap. Like, you know, people, people really sometimes don't even make the effort to, to show anybody any support. And those are the people that I cannot manage. Because I'm not asking you for money. All I'm asking you for is five seconds to go over and, and click a button. And um, if you want to, of course, I'm not trying to, to force or wrangle anybody into it. But if you claim to be a friend and you wish to support, it's not like I'm asking you to put it on your feed. I'm not asking you to put it in your story. I'm not abusing any of your personal space. But the things that you can do, just do it if you can. Come on. All right. Anyway, let me not preach on support. But um, as I come out of the support talk, Let's support Chris Malakai. He's a young, brilliant Jamaican artist and his material is strong and his writing is strong. And most of all, he has a message connected to his music and he's passionate about it. And he's not just out there singing about other people's things and all sorts and slackness. So give him, give him a strength and check out what he's doing. Um, you, might just, you might just really like it. I do. It's good stuff. So um, as usual, my talk truthers, I thank you for listening. And that was this episode 34. And um, I appreciate you taking your time. Show us some more love by subscribing, rating, and reviewing this podcast in iTunes. And follow us on social media. So on Instagram, you have Mario Evan. That's me. Follow there. And um, you also have the Talk Truth page. If you just want to see Talk Truth things, that's talk.truthja. And we're also on Twitter as talktruthja. And um, email us at talk truthja at gmail.com website is talktruthja.com you know you can find all the episodes on that site and if you need to hit us up feel free to send us an email um in the show notes you will always see a link if you want to be a guest so if it is a desire that you wish to be on the show um there's a form you can fill it out and we might just be able to have you on this show and of course for the reviews we'll be glad to read them once we know that they're there so thank you again for the continued support and um, be safe during this COVID-19 period. We've never lived any life like this before. And um, hold it together, stay strong, and learn to cook something really good. I'm Mario Evan, and you've just been listening to Talk Truth, a place where your truth shall become your power and set you free. Until next Sunday, guys, stay safe. Blessed love.